Hello, my loves, and welcome to the Sensitive Collective Podcast. I am your host and healing mentor, Laura Ann, and I created Sensitive Collective to be a space where empaths and sensitives can come and receive guidance, love, and support on their own healing and empowerment journey. Whether with just me or one of my guests, we show up in vulnerability to share our own stories and insights with the intention of creating a network of support for you, dear listener. Because feeling all the feels, healing from past trauma, old patterns, and learning how to navigate and fully step into your sensitivity superpowers can feel confusing and sometimes, honestly, super lonely. But you are not alone. There are more of us empaths and sensitives waking up to our nature every single day. And the work you're doing to heal yourself and claim your power is the work that will transform both you and the entire world. And it's why we're here. So join me on this sacred journey of self-discovery, self-love, and self-healing. We'll laugh, we'll cry, and we'll do it all together. I'm so happy you're here. Enjoy. Welcome to another episode of The Sensitive Collective. My name is Laura Ann. I'm your host and healing mentor. And joining us today is Rocky Norris, a holistic nutritionist who correlates your oral health to your gut health. And we actually had just a nice little laugh coming on. I I clarified, uh, I know your background, Rocky, but I still, given the context, I had to clarify oral is in O-R-A-L rather than (laughs) A-U-R-A-L. Welcome, Rocky. I'm so excited to have you join us today. Thank you for having me. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah. Um, So I know when we had had talked before, you mentioned that you yourself are an empath and, you know, that's influenced your journey. But I was hoping we could, before we dive into that, if you could share just a little bit about the journey that you've had because you've had one to even you know move into holistic nutrition and what that looked like for you yeah um it's definitely been a journey um i mean as i even started out as a teenager um i could definitely feel other people's energies what they were feeling um and being an empath as you know um you start taking on their energies if you don't know how to put up proper boundaries yes (laughs) But then um, I did get into the military and um, I was a cop in the military. And when I was overseas, I uh, volunteered with uh, the medical team over there and I actually assisted a dentist and um, I fell in love with dentistry um, because we were serving other people. And I was like, this is what I want to do. I don't want to harm people. I don't, honestly, I don't even know why I got in to being a cop. Um, but I, I want to actually help people. Um, so that's when I decided to get out of the military and I joined, um, or I became a dental hygienist. And, uh, from there, I mean, I've gotten to be one-on-one with patients and hear their life stories and just interact with them. Um, but then I kept seeing a correlation between the patients where they would do everything they could at home. Um, but their teeth, definitely were not responding to what they were doing. Um, And a light bulb went off in my head where it was like, wait a minute, maybe it's the food we're putting inside of our mouths Mm. that are not making our teeth strong like they should be. 
and um, giving us the health that we need so we can properly digest our food, you know, have a healthy smile um, and go about our day like we should be um, as humans on on planet earth. But um, yeah, so that's when I decided to become a holistic nutritionist and that's just skyrocketed since then. Amazing. Thank you for the share. And if I can reflect back to you, it feels like, you know, going into the military and pursuing that avenue first as a cop within the military, there is still that divine call to service. And that's something that is such a common denominator for empaths and highly sensitive people is feeling that call to serve, to help, to protect, to heal. Yeah. And um, so in that lens, through that lens, it, it does, to me, at least it makes sense. And, and, I'm, and it's so cool, a little divine breadcrumb there, you yeah. know, that that was the experience that led you to the path that you're on now. And who knows, you know, how or, or when or if you would have been introduced to dental hygiene um, otherwise, what, what that path yeah. might have looked like. Yeah, definitely right. hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent. Oh, so I think, you know, one of the things you touched on here um, and that I, I've definitely stood on my soapbox about and um, through through my years in the wellness space and as a hands-on healer and then now as a, a healing mentor is the gap um, between you know what it is we need in terms of whole health and what is the standard that we receive in the western healthcare system and i was wondering if you could speak a little bit about that today because it, it feels like this it's a it's a real modern problem that plagues all different levels of of health and wellness in in traditional healthcare today. Well, even you're saying that like Western is always about separation. So let's separate everything, right? And Eastern is definitely like we're all one, we're all together, right? So and I always have a ongoing joke, but we're not you know, walking heads, there's a whole body attached. And I don't know why in dentistry, we're separate from even the medical field. So um, because this is the entryway to our bodies, and nobody and everybody's like, Oh, yeah, that's right. Like, nobody thinks about that stuff. But it's the basics. And it's, but it's been, been passed down in generations is you just brush and floss that that should keep your teeth going. But there's so much more to it. Um, you give the body what it needs and the body gives you even a hundred percent more than you need. Um, and I think that's where we as a society in the Western have just separated way too many things and it should be, no, it should all become as one. So yeah. your gut is linked to your oral health a hundred percent. Um, I mean, the research has showed now to, you know, they've known even 500 years ago. Um, so it's, it's very interesting and even breathing, breathing has so much impact on your teeth and nobody talks about that either. Yeah. When we think about just the way in which physically we are engaging with our environment, um, our skin is engaging with our environment, but we are literally consuming the air and the food yeah. through our mouths down into it. And that is, you know, we are taking what is external and making it internal. 
And it's, it seems so obvious when we say that out loud, but it's not really something that we break down and think about. Clearly you've experienced that in your work. Um, and then I, I want to touch on too that, that concept of what is holistic, right? We're not just a bunch of floating heads. <laughs> I love that you <laughs> pointed that out. Yeah. Um, it really is this complex multi dimensional system of mind, body, and spirit that are inextricably intertwined. All parts affect the whole. And um, and then this really important truth that I, I believe in, as you do, that we have the power to heal ourselves. And that when we, when we practice self-reflection and when we meet the needs yeah. of mind, body, and spirit, we have everything that we need within ourselves to heal. Yes, exactly. Yep. Agreed. Agreed. Can you speak to what that looks like a little bit from the perspective that you have as a, a holistic nutritionist and working with both oral health and gut health? What, what do we need? Well, your body pretty much tells you what you need on a daily basis. Um, and if you listen to it, it's very subtle. It's not, you know, screaming at you. Sometimes it does. And that leads you to more of a dis-ease um, concept because um, pain is still speaking to you. Um, but with that being said, you know, just focusing on what, what does your body need? It probably doesn't need that processed sugar. It probably doesn't need, you know, that packaged food. It needs something from the ground, like you were saying, so that we can bring something that's external, internal. Um, and, you know, fruits, vegetables, you know, I, and I'm speaking broadly here because each person's their own, but, you know, animals too um, are from the earth and they give us life just like we give them life. Um, so with that being said, it's, it's funny when people say, oh, I love my cookies for my grandma because she makes them so good. Well, because she puts that energy into that. And when she's baking and using all of those ingredients, that's why they taste so good. Um, you know, I don't like, you know, my aunt, whoever's pasta dish is because probably she's not feeling, she's not in the right space to be, you know, making that pasta dish at that time, you know, and she, you know, she's, upset at her family because she even has to make pasta, you know? So even being in the right space and the right mind to make that food and bring that in, um, that'll tell your body what it needs. So. Um. Yeah. That energetic component is huge. It's one of the things I work on with my clients <clears throat> is actually this very ancient practice of blessing food. And and we can do it just as complete novices who've never done any energy work and all that it uses is the power of intention yes. and directing your your heart centered energy towards the water that you're about to drink or the food that you're about to eat and and then you can even you know next level it and you use reiki and and have a more intentional um use of your energy right but it doesn't yes. you don't even have to have the the knowledge or experiences an energy worker to do this just anybody and everybody can do it and it energetically blesses the food it also helps us get into that state of a more regulated nervous system yeah. because we're taking a moment right before yeah. we eat to ground to be in our body to be grateful and and that in and of itself um even just the act of 
as some families do holding hands around the table and taking a moment that's co-regulation yes yes such a primal primal thing that that we have cross cross culturally you know we see we see these kinds of practices and uh that means there's good wisdom there it's there for a reason whatever your religious background is so this is an invitation just to play around with you know blessing your food for your highest good and and from your heart and see see how that shifts things for you and that in bringing it all around full circle, but that's, that'll tell your body what your body needs, mm. because if you're actually in that parasympathetic state, being centered, being grounded, um, you're more likely to grab something that your body actually wants than just grabbing something on the go or not really focusing on what you're eating, just kind of shoveling things in and, you know, dragging your body along when you're, you know, doing X, Y, and Z. Um, so that's, that's where you want to be very mindful of what you're putting in your mouth, kind of slow down, <laughs> shift into that, that state where you want to relax and think about, okay, what does my body really want? Yeah. Um, yeah. And that is that then are you speaking to intuitive eating there? Yeah. Oh yeah. It definitely goes right into, I, you know, intuitively eating and just focusing on what your body is craving for, what it needs. Cause there's certain, there's certain things that you might need that I might not need. I like, I give an example all the time to my clients, an apple, apple is awesome. But if you can't digest that apple, it's not good for you, but I can digest the apple. So it's good for me. So it just depends on you. you that's when you really have to be in tune with your body and seeing, okay, can my body digest this? Is it really good for me? You know, can it go from the North to the South? <laughs> easily, you know, I would love to deepen into this about being in tune with your body to even know what it is we need, because that's a real theme on the show. Oh, is it, really? it comes back to <laughs> self-reflection and, and I talk about it more in the realm of as an empath, as a highly sensitive person, one of the challenges that we encounter is discernment. What is mine? What is someone else's? boundaries, as you mentioned earlier, speaking our truth, self-doubt, etc. And all of those things in order to really shift um, our experience with that, it it comes down to self-awareness around what it is that we need and creating space for that. And so I'd love to hear from you. I mean, we've talked a little bit already of a practice of, you know, blessing food, but um, what are sort of your top you know, pro tips on how to connect with our mind, body, spirit to really utilize our inner knowing and intuitive selves to make decisions about what it is that we're eating. Um, so it's definitely, you know, hands-on with your food always, right? Um, you get in there with your fruits and vegetables, you wash them, you're thanking them as you're washing them. Thank you so much that, you know, you can provide this for me. Um, you're cutting them up, uh, you're getting them ready to at least cook or be raw. Um, and then that's actually transitioning your body too to the parasympathetic, um, or to being balanced. Um, and as you're about to sit down for your, with your food, you want to take at least five to six in and out breaths, probably the five count. I don't know if you know what the five count, 
but um you could share that with the audience if, if you like. yeah. <laughs> well I wasn't sure so um so you you know breathe in five you hold for five and then you breathe out five um and I like I personally didn't know but breathing out is just as important as breathing in so and a lot of people don't understand that they think oh I just need more oxygen but no you need to breathe out because the actual food that you're sitting with is getting that breath that you're breathing out mm. so it's this this you know, nice little dance that you're doing with your food. Um, so you're essentially playing with your food because you're, you're doing, you know, the dance. And um, once you start to kind of relax and be at ease and just, you know, focus on what you're actually doing, um, that food is going to taste probably a hundred times better than if you were in the car, scarfing it down um, and trying to get it in. Instead, you're like, wow, this is really sweet, or this is really salty, or wow, I've never tasted that flavor before. Because sometimes avocados taste sweet. And like, I never knew that until I took the time and let it let me take the time um, to enjoy it. So um, it just even doing the bare basics, like you said, the primal things, or even sitting around and being with other people and, you know, engaging in a conversation and then taking a bite and kind of breathing in and then breathing out as you're taking that bite and then chewing it for like 20 to 30 minutes before you actually swallow it and have your oral senses come alive too. That activates everything else. So internally, now you're activating everything else and then, you know, you can digest it and then it goes from there. And that 20 to 30 seconds of chewing, it's the first step of digestion. Um, And it's, that was one of the things that, you know, uh, my family, like I think most families, (laughs) it's like another primal thing. Food is one of our love languages. It's one of the ways that we connect as a family and we love to eat, but I think we have a tendency because you know, there's this like, ah, oh, we, we love it. We're, it's so good. We want it that, that there is kind of that, maybe it's even a little rooted in some ancestral wounding around scarcity of like that scarfing it down yeah. and very quickly. And that was the environment that I grew up in. Um, and that was exacerbated through my own experiences with emotional eating and some disordered eating and, and mm. even moving into the realm, you know, binge eating. And there is that as like just mindless consumption. Um, and it was working with, with an integrative practitioner and she really highlighted that for me. And it, again, it seems so obvious, like, yeah, chewing. I think I learned that in biology. Like it's the first yeah. step of digestion. But yeah. Yeah. when we really sit with that, it's like, oh no, it really does allow like interacting with and tasting the food and getting the saliva going. Like that's gonna actually make it easier for me to digest down the line. Um, And I've noticed too, and I'd I'd be interested in your perspective on this. So I don't know, I think most people enjoy um, sitting down and kind of in front of a movie or favorite show, right? Eating. Me too. Right, and we're Americans. I think we like, we invented that. We, the TV, the TV dinner, the TV tray, like, you know, leave it to beaver style. Um, and, and there is something that's really comforting and wonderful. And I think it does come back to balance as well. Mm. I do notice if I, um, because of being so, and, and maybe it affects other folks less, but as highly sensitive people, as empaths, 
um, we are so sensitive to energy, to environment and what it is that we're consuming that, you know, being in that kind of mindless state of watching something else, mm -hmm. there's a, a fundamental disconnection between what it is we are experiencing through the entertainment that we're viewing mm -hmm. cognitively, which mm -hmm. our brain is interpreting as it's really happening to us. Exactly. And the physical act of actually eating. Yeah. And um, I've, you know, installed this year, my um, intention is not watching TV during the week. And that has actually, as, as a side effect, really revolutionized my relationship with food. Wow, <laughs> I, that's amazing. I live alone. And so a lot yeah. of the time, you know, I, I've got dogs and cats. So like, yep, they don't yep. have great dinner conversation, <laughs> except for looking at me saying, can I have some, please? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Um, but it's, it's, it's been pretty significant. Yeah. Yeah. Have you noticed if before you were kind of mindless eating, like, and you would just kind of shovel in whatever, yeah, right? It was, it was like, there was that shoveling aspect. There was, I would kind of like that scene in, I don't know if you've seen Never Been Kissed with Drew Barrymore. Yes. And she's eating the special brownies and she has the munchies and she's on the phone and she looks down and she's like, who ate my pie? That's kind of like, <laughs> kind of yep. how I felt at the end of dinner. I'm like, oh my gosh, like it's gone. I don't even really remember eating it because I wasn't present there, to right? There. Um, and, and I think I, and that also affects my ability to know when I'm full. So I'm just eating what's on the plate versus yeah. necessarily tuning in to say, actually, I'm, I'm really satiated right now and yeah. I don't need to eat this entire serving. Yes. No, it's, it's so true. And it's, it's great that you brought that up because what you're watching. So let's say you're watching a thriller. And so if you're watching, I think it's safe to say I'm never going to be watching. I, I will be not watching a thriller. I cannot like <laughs> since I was a teenager, like I can't, but you know what I'm telling? Like it's yeah. sensible, like even drama and like, oh my gosh, is he going to live? Is she going to die? Like, I don't know. And like, so your, your heart is going, your nervous system is like, oh my gosh, I'm in this. And I, I got to shut off my digestive system because I got to be in fight or flight right now. Um, I cannot respond to any kind of digestive thing. Um, but here we are scooping in food as we're watching this. So, um, because it's so mindless and you're not present, um, and being mindful is being in the moment. Um, and honestly, I don't want it's it's hard, to, but I feel like I'm disrespecting my food. So th like, that's what I've focused on. Like, I don't want to disrespect food. I don't want to disrespect anything. So it, it includes honestly from money to people to anything, even the furniture in my house. I don't want to disrespect it because I'm very blessed to have what I have. Um, and that goes with my body, but it even goes with my food. There needs to be, I don't think we have a good relationship with food because of how we've grown up. You know, it's just a convenience thing and just to stay alive. But I think it should be more of a relationship um, mm -hmm. because food does give us life and, you know, we give food life, right? So um, I think it was Wayne Dyer who said with uh, Deepak Chopra, like back in the 90s, he said, you literally plant 
what it, you know is in your garden, those are the exact fruits and minerals that you need um, for your body, literally. So whatever you pick, whatever, because your energy is in the you know the gravel and the the dirt and the soil, um, you're actually giving the plants life, and the plants are going to give you the nutrients, the vitamins, the, the minerals that your body needs, mm. like a hundred percent. And that just blew my mind. So that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy how much it gives back. If you just even give it some acknowledgement. <laughs> yeah. And that, that gratitude piece, I think, mm -hmm. um, we could all, invite more gratitude into our lives. I know for myself, when I sit with that blessing, yes, a lot of the time what I'm doing is really connecting with the food and feeling into just the enormity and the miracle that it's even here. Yes. <laughs> it's like how yeah. many days of consistent care of watering and, you know, uh, nurturing and checking in on and then the harvesting of and the creation you know to get the quinoa to my to the bulk food section of the co-op where I can get it and bring it home like that is a, that takes a lot and the sunshine and the rain and the photosynthesis and all of that and just you know putting myself in that field with the birds and you know the pollinators and all of the things um it really honestly it can it can put me in the head and heart space to have an incredible day if i yes. do that at breakfast yes yeah and i know because the science and the research has shown but you will absorb all of that nutrients because you put yourself in that, because you accepted the food that you're eating, you're grateful for that food you're eating. Um, and your cells are literally listening and taking everything you're saying right now or as you're eating um, and saying, okay, we need this, you know, and they'll take it and go. So um, it's, it's crazy what your body can do. It really is a miracle. Mm -hmm. and, and sensitivity, I feel like in this space, as in so many, is actually a superpower. It's one that for a long time, I felt like, oh, why am I so sensitive? But it really became this uh, training of, oh, this is okay. My body is telling me some really important information here. And, you know, Rocky, I was actually, I was chronically ill for a number of years. And one of the things that ended up happening um, was I was basically, any time that I ate, I had an allergic reaction to food because my system was under such duress. Mm -hmm. So it didn't matter what it was. Mm -hmm. I would always have some amount of an allergic reaction with hives, et cetera. Some things were worse than others. And it really, that for me was kind of like trial by fire. <laughs> you yeah. better figure yeah. out. Yes. Listen to what it is we're telling you, dear one. Because yes, yes, yes. You don't you're gonna you know have to deal with with more intense consequences and um and I think it's so important to point out that it can be a really empowering experience when we allow our sensitivity to be that powerful ally for us within our health. Yes. So listening to those signals. Um, 
And, and I think I'm trying to remember even when I first noticed, but you know, that, and if my family is listening, I love you and there's zero judgment in this statement, but um, that pretty much my whole family, you know, I didn't, I didn't learn this behavior from nowhere. <laughs> like that, God, I got yeah. it from somewhere. And there's yeah. a huge disconnect from what it is we're eating and how it is we're feeling. And when I was experiencing a lot of my gut health issues and, and those years of chronic illness, I started to really notice that they actually had some of the symptoms that I started out with. Um, but it's just been so normalized yes. that it doesn't even register yes. as as dis-ease or distress mm-hmm. within their physical self and within their digestive process. Um, because it's just, you know, serious bloating, serious gas, serious, like all of the stuff, like that is just the way that it is. And yeah, it's um, the norm. It's the norm. And it's that's normalized. Sad. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's sad because it's not normal at no. all. <laughs> no, no. And to have high, like for yourself, like to have highs, that is not normal. Your body's literally like, I'm telling you, you know? So, um, I had a client who literally was constipated every day. She couldn't understand. She, you know, she was gluten-free, dairy-free, you know, um, no sugar and she couldn't figure it out. So she went to, um, the GI specialist and they were like, well, here's Miralax and come see us in 30 days. What? That's what they, and I'm not hounding any medical for professional, but I think they're so inundated now that they don't know what to do. And that's what they can do. So they can get the next person and the next one, you know, and she came to me and I was like, oh my gosh, that's what they said. Like, that's horrible. Your body's literally telling you. And from an energetic standpoint, I was like, are you having a hard time letting go of stuff? That's usually what constipation means. Um, you're, you're holding back. And she was like, Uh, you know, (laughs) then it started down that path. So it wasn't even like her diet per se. It was, you know, it was all the thoughts that were going in from, you know, her past that she still needed to deal with. And that's been eye-opening for her and for me, because I was just, you know, it's very cool to see that maybe it's not diet too. It can be a correlation of childhood things and being, you know, sensitive because she understood her body, like, wait a minute, I'm not supposed to be constipated every day. Um, but she, she knew something was going on. Yeah. So just like yourself. (laughs) (laughs) It's amazing, um, to, to have that relationship with a coach and a guide who can reflect back things that we, we may know, but may not be looking at or, um, brave enough by ourselves to step towards and turn into, right? Um, and, and there's so much power in that kind of a relationship. And I think it really shows how being an empath and being a highly sensitive person can be just such a huge ally in our call to service, yeah. right? Like you yeah. doing the work that you do, Um, one of the reasons you're so good at it is because you are sensitive. I agree with that hundred percent. It is a superpower. Like you were saying, because if I didn't have this, there would be, you know, it'd be harder for me and for yourself, probably the intuition from it. So, I mean, I definitely lean on my intuition a lot because, um, I can sense when somebody is upset. I can sense when somebody's really happy. I can sense, you know, so it's, 
it's very um, reassuring that I have that because like yourself, especially being in the military where you could not show any emotion. Yeah. I was like, why was I given this? Like I, you know, I get in trouble all the time, even basic training. They're like, wipe that smile off your face, you know? So, and I, I couldn't like, I just, in, in, if somebody was angry, I, I was going to feel that. So um, yeah, yeah, it's definitely, I'm glad I have it. So yeah. I'm curious to know what that, what that shift looked like for you. Like, do you remember a time where it was like a conscious choice to shift into utilizing your sensitivity within your work, as opposed to feeling like, ah, I've got to toughen up or, um, you know, I, when, when someone's in the chair and you're feeling the things, um, when you were in uh, the world of oral hygiene, you know, what, what, give a little insight around how did that dynamic shift from, I had porous boundaries and really affected by people's energy to, I have good, better boundaries and I can discern what's mine and what's not. And this is actually, you know, a powerful ally that I can utilize. I don't know if yourself, but I can actually relate to people. And that's when I was like, wow, this is a superpower because I wasn't going to go to their energy level, but I know what that feels like. So I could, you know, somebody that was very anxious in the chair, I could be like, well, I don't like going to gynecologist. So I can relate that type of energy to coming into a dental chair. So um, anybody that's anxious, I take my time and explain things and let them see like it's okay like this this is how we're gonna do it um and we're gonna get through this and I'm gonna give you plenty of time so if you need to take a couple breaths um you can um or if you need me to just be quiet and do my job I can do that too but I definitely had to communicate that with patients um before just you know feeling it so I definitely started to have a voice um, and understanding that like even my throat chakra needed to be open because I used to, like I said, I just would close it off. Um, and that, that really opened up kind of the world to me on, okay, my, me being an empath is a good thing. You know, it doesn't just attract people that want to, you know, what are they called? Uh, energy vampires. They, they're not, no, people are attracted to us because we can feel and sense other things that they can't even sense in themselves. So, um, which is an awesome, awesome gift. I agree wholeheartedly. Mm -hmm. And, um, I just feel that from you as well. And I'm so appreciative for you coming on and for folks who have had their curiosity peaked on, um, you know, coming into a new relationship with their food and with their bodies and with their gut health and um, would like to work with you. How can they get in touch with you? What are you up to these days? You know, anything that you'd like to share with the audience? So um, anybody that would like to work with me, um, I they can go to my website and then they can set up a discovery call and then we can see if we interact energetically um, and see if we're both a good match. Um, so that's at toothgut.com. Um, and like I, like you were saying, it's just to correlate your oral health with your gut health. Um, and then what I'm up to lately is, um, I'm trying to, you know, that I'm new at this new entrepreneur stuff. So, and, um, so I'm trying to get my business out there socially. Um, I've done everything pretty much organically, um, in, uh, where I 
live or grew, grew up in. Um, but now I'm trying to get out there socially, like doing these podcasts with you. Yes, so. and I'm so glad you are. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing your just uh, your holistic approach, your personal experiences and perspectives and wisdom with us here today. And of course, y'all, I will link the um, website to book that discovery call with Rocky Norris in the show notes. And as always, I would love to close out just a little reminder um, to myself, to you, Rocky, and to our dear listeners that you're doing the best you can where you're at with what you've got. And I love you.